everyone, and welcome to, for joining us for today's ISACA podcast. My name is Jocelyn Alcantar. I am an event coordinator here with ISACA. Today we have a very special guest who was our host for the Latin America Conference in 2022. Um, he is an electronic and communications engineer at ADIS Alliance. I'd like to welcome Arnulfo Espinosa Dominguez. Arnulfo, how are you doing today? Hello, Jocelyn. I'm, I'm, I'm fine, and I'm really glad to have the opportunity to share with you and with all our colleagues here in Isaka. So thank you for joining us, Arnulfo. Let's introduce you to our audience. Can you tell me a little bit about your background, where you come from, your education path, and what you do professionally? Hello, Jocelyn. Yeah, I'm very glad to be here. I am from Mexico, from Monterrey, Mexico, a city that is known as the industrial capital of Mexico. Uh, Monterrey is a city of 6 million of people, uh, approximately, and is located about 200 kilometers with the border with Texas. I studied uh, electronic and communications engineering, but I never pursued that career. I work more in the systems or IT sites. Currently, I have uh, several assignments. I am IT audit and fraud director of one of the main financial groups in Mexico. I am vice president at, at Isaac Monterrey chapter. I am accredited instructor for several uh, Isaac certifications. Uh, I am professor of different uh, universities in Mexico. I am an independent advisor in several uh, cybersecurity compliance risk and audit committees. I am president in, uh, in Iris Alliance and I am Isaac International Evangelist and I am globally known as the auditor. It's a pleasure having you here with us today. Thank you so much. Obviously, as kids, we always have a different idea of what we want to be when we grow up. What did you want to be when you grew up? Yeah, I, I recently heard about a celebrity that responds that question, and I am actually related to the, uh, to the answer that this guy gives. They asked him uh, the same question, and he replied, when I grow up, I wanted to be handsome. <laughs> so I wanted to be handsome too, Although I think I didn't make it right, so uh, the truth—that's not true. That, <laughs> thank <laughs> you. The, the truth that the truth behind that is that what I want to be when I when I grow up, I wanted to be a doctor. You know, uh, a, 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 a medicine doctor. Okay. I quickly understood that being a doctor comes with a lot of responsibilities. You know, I realized if I made a mistake in that profession or I do some kind of wrong thing, or if something went wrong, a person could be hurt or even die, you know? So I decided to better to, to fix computers instead of that. And that is something, and, and in that way, if something went wrong with the computers, only the computer will fail, right? But nobody will be hurt in that scenario. But you know what? Uh, right now with the OT technologies, the operational technology, that has already changed, right? That kind of technology could put in danger a lot of people. So I have to keep preparing myself so uh, nobody gets hurt, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So basically you made computers your patients versus humans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So despite coming from a small town, you became a professional at an international level. Who are your biggest supporters throughout this journey? All right. Uh, first, let me tell you that studying in whatever university you study, even if that is university is big, small, expensive, or cheap, is not a determining factor for, for you to have a professional career. What I mean is that that university gives you a paper or allows you to comply with some 
procedure or paperwork that gives you an opportunity to work somewhere, right? But by the way, that, that is becoming a well-known discussion right now uh, because there is a lot of companies that right now presumes that they that many of their employees are not graduated, right? So anyway, once someone gives you an opportunity or you create your own opportunity, if you are an entrepreneur, it's your turn to show and prove your skills and hard work in that professional field. My biggest support in my professional career was my family, of course, uh, my mentors uh, and those who give me or believe in me and give me my first opportunity to have a job. And Isaka, of course, because Isaka gave me the globally recognized credentials in several specialties. Because I can say that I am an engineer from maybe or perhaps uh, the worst of the better university in Mexico. But if I ask someone of, of the world if they know that university, it's very likely that they don't know it. They don't know that university. Therefore, it is probably that I am only rec a recognized engineer in Mexico, but only, only in that country or in the country where I study. But if I am a CISA certified professional, my friend, I am CISA in Mexico, in United States, in Europe, and everywhere. That is a very good support, and uh, and and it's a very important thing that we all professionals uh, need to have in this global globally world. Yes, absolutely. So ISACA being a global organization has helped you out a lot, and I hope that your mentors as well as your family are very proud of you exactly. and all your accomplishments. Do you remember a moment where it clicked that you? were to become a cybersecurity professional? Mm, that, that is a, a bit a good one. But yeah, I, I think that I, I remember that moment. That moment was when I saw my brother-in-law uh, first computer. You know, those puke machines that are that made a lot of noise when they start up. And yes, that I remember even, those well. <laughs> yeah, and that machine even told you when it was safe to turn it off, right? So right. I remember one day he took he, he took his computer to his house and he led me to play protocol to play it with it you know I mean mm -hmm. use it and he asked me to teach him how to play the games that was in the computer. Now I know that of course he that he already know how to play that games in that computer. But that the thing that he wanted to do is that he wanted me to lose the fear and to learn how to use that computer. That was a very new thing in that in that time from then on i started to use it that computer a lot i installed and uninstalled a lot of things in that i use it and abuse it of, of that pc <laughs> there was yeah and there was a point when i became really good at it i mean i can take apart that computer i can repair it etc since then a lot of my relatives began to ask me to help them to repair their computers and i was happy because i was able to do that and to play with a lot of with a lot of that with a lot of that uh, that equipment. One of my relatives had the habit to saving everything in that time. They, I, I think I, I'm I'm talking about the '90s. I, I had a relative that had the habit of saving everything, everything of his information in one computer. He saves a lot of notes, like uh, like a diary or something like that. And there was a time when he lost all the all that information because of failure of the computer. I don't remember if it was a malware or if it was it of it was some kind of hardware error of his computer. But he told me that the thing that hurts him the most of that loss of information it was not the computer itself, 
uh, even taking in account that that computers in that time were was very expensive that was not the very that the thing that he was concerned about it the main thing that he was uh, very worried about it and, and hurt, hurt him a lot was that he was storing in that computer a lot of notes that he wrote and and was keeping there uh, with phrases of his mother his mother in that time was passed away from since a long time ago and he was very sad about it because he lost all, all all that important information for him that is when i understood the importance of it for the people and for the companies and i knew that i want to help that relative that was one of my familiars and i wanted to make sure that no one else suffers that that thing that he suffered so I think that that was the beginning of the origins of the auditor, right? <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And I hope he was able to recover, you know, that information no, that he lost. He, he didn't recover all his information, no. that, but, but you know, he, he, he uh, understood the importance of uh, have some secure controls uh, to back up that information of, uh, in, in the computers. We didn't have that kind of uh, awareness in that, in that time. Yeah, and I'm sure he, you know, learned that from from that experience. How old would you say you were when? when this all I happened? think that I was like thirteen or fourteen years old. Wow! So you were putting together uh, computers and you know uninstalling things and installing things even at that age. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I think that because I I really like a lot how that how that computer has a lot of you know programs and games there. <laughs> Yeah, a lot that goes into computers. A lot that I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. So how would you say that your mom would explain what you do? My mom? So that is a that is a very simple question, Jocelyn. You know, she will say that I am very intelligent, handsome, and tall guy. <laughs> yeah. Of I'm course, sure yeah. That, yeah, <laughs> like all the mothers. And that when I was born, I weighed a lot of kilograms. Yeah. And I had very good <laughs> cheeks. So... And he also will tell you that I like to study a lot and I like a lot the Ninja Turtles, you know, <laughs> that oh, okay. Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I'm a, I am a fan. So uh, he also will tell you that she doesn't know what I do. Yeah, she doesn't know what I do for a living, but she knows that I like a lot what I do and that I'm very good at it. So oh, and believe, me, believe me, it's not, it's not his fault that she doesn't know what I do. You know, ask whoever you like. Uh, what an IT auditor do <laughs> and they will tell you a lot of different things things like oh all right so you are an IT auditor yeah so you count computer right <laughs> count computer <laughs> so uh, yeah sometimes because I have to you know check the the license things there <laughs> but but it's not the only thing that I do all right so and if you ask some other person else, all right so you are a cybersecurity specialist right I know what you do. You are a hacker. Yeah. So please hack the account of my friend, my girlfriend, partner, or whatever. <laughs> Help me. Oh, man. My God, we are not the guys that do only that, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But the thing that I'm pretty sure about it is that uh, my mom uh, always supports me in the things that I do and that he is very glad to see me doing the things that I like. I send a kiss to my mom. He, he, she always supports me in all the crazy things that I do. That's wonderful. I love that. And I also um, send your mom what, greetings as well. <laughs> Thank you. What has been the most significant turning point in your career? 
All right. This is a difficult one because I think that I had several turning points in my career. I will try to name a few, and I hope uh, one of them is the most important. I'm pretty sure that a few of them is very important. Uh, I think that the first one is in my first job opportunity. Uh, that, that is a very important uh, uh, moment in my career because I decided in that, in that moment that I will be pursuing the IT or systems sides of my career. My incorporation to ISACA as a volunteer, I think that that is a very important point in my career. Obtaining my first certifications of ISACA, that is a, also a very important point in my career but because it gave me a lot of credibility and opens a lot of opportunities in my career. I will say that another turning point in my career is the appearance of the auditor character, the auditor character, you know, mm-hmm. and my induction to the Isaka Hall of Fame. I, that, that was a really awesome uh, moment in my career. And I think that that is a very important, the, the most important point in my career. That's amazing. To list some of your certifications, we have CISA, CISM, CRISC, CDIPSI, and more. Wow, that's a lot. How did you prepare for these exams? Yeah, yeah. I will say that I prepared to that exams with many hours and effort. I will tell to my colleagues and the candidates for these certifications when they ask me, how is it that I know a lot about of different concepts of how did I do to remember a lot of things? I always tell them that in my case, I am not a genius. I am not a guy who has it, a photographic memory or anything like that, but I do have a strong discipline to study. I know there are those who support and those who don't support in relation to obtaining the certifications. I mean, uh, guys who supports, who has it, the certifications and who doesn't believe in that. And I am the guys who supports the, to have certifications because each one of them has forced me, quote unquote, to learn and understand concepts that most of them uh, is very likely that I will not address or learn about them at the level of just working around of those concepts. I mean, what I'm trying to say is that uh, every time that I prepare for a certification, I am quote unquote, I obligated myself to learn a lot of new concepts that is very likely that in my working career or my working things, I didn't uh, learn about it. So Arnulfo, how have these certifications helped your career? Yeah, in fact, as I mentioned before, uh, these certifications were, were a key turning point to my career. They gave me the knowledge, the confidence, and credibility in my work. And in addition, uh, these certifications give me recognition around the world, not only in Mexico, regarding to some kind of uh, to some speciality. And this kind of thing helped me to open a lot of doors and have a lot of opportunities in my professional career. So what do you feel is a myth or a misconception that a lot of people have when it comes to your profession? <laughs> uh, I, I think that there are uh, several of them. Uh, in fact, there are many of myths uh, related to our profession. One of those myths is that we, as a person that works in IT or systems, we are like experts in fixing computers. I mean, like technical support, uh, like the guys from technical support that repairs all the computers. And I can assure you that there are several of my colleagues who are going to see this podcast that will identify with the fact that when our friends, our relatives knows that we work in IT, 
they wanted to ask to us to fix the, their computers. You know, hey, Arnulfo, you are working in systems? Yeah. Can you fix my computer? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I'm not working in that field, man. So uh, another thing or another myth that exists is that we are no it all persons. And therefore, we are like experts in every discipline or cybersecurity. There are so many specialties in cybersecurity, like secure coding, firewall configuration, policy developments, uh, regulations, pen testing, threat hunting, IRP, BCP, and all acronyms in the world. You know, I can tell you that cybersecurity is some kind of new discipline. You know, this career, it only has something like 70 year old. It's not compared to other more mature careers in which is very understood that there are different specialities for, for, for those careers, like the medicine one from the doctors. You know, there are very different kind of doctors uh, and specialties about it. Uh, let's compare medicine with uh, that. It has a lot of years that ex that, that career exists. You know, how, how many years do you think that medicine exists? Like, I don't know, more than 2000 years, right? And if you think about cybersecurity, you you were thinking that if cybersecurity is related to protect information in a digital state or in electronic format, uh, you have to think about it since when the electronic information exists. You will uh, identify that that information starts to exist like in the 50s, right? So we have a career of only 70 years old of existence. So there is a lot of things that we have to do to learn about that new quote unquote uh, career where there is going to be a lot of specialities. There, there are right now a lot of specialities and we have to instruct uh, uh, the world that, there, that, that like in the medicine, there is a lot of uh, specialties in cybersecurity and there is not exist only one professional that knows all these kinds of process and things, right? Yeah, absolutely. As we've seen um, in this industry and technology, always evolving and changing, especially nowadays. So we got to make sure that we uh, stay on top of all those. Arnulfo, your accomplishments are something to be admired. You've been a keynote speaker, an accredited trainer. You're even very involved in the Monterrey chapter. How do you find the time? Yeah, the, the truth is that I didn't realize when I got so much involved in these activities, but I have done it, right? And I guess I never knew or realized it because in that time and uh, all the time that where I was working in these activities, I was doing something that I liked. And therefore, it was never a burden for me or to do or something extra. It was, not, it, it was never a burden for me to do something extra, you know? I, uh, like teaching a class or advising someone or participating in a new segment. I have always been glad to be participating in all these extra quote-unquote activities. What I do know is that this is precisely the key. You know, although maybe it sounds trivial or generic, you must do something that you are very passionate about it and something that you like so much to do it that you not feel that you are working, you know? That kind of things will allow you to spend a Saturday night preparing for a presentation it will allow you or, or, or prepare you to be working four hours in a plane, studying for a lecture in a conference. It will give you the power, you know, it will give you the power 
so you can be in your hotel room in Punta Cana, you know, with the beach outside, attending to your pending work and doing some fine tuning to your conference that you are going to lecture in the next day. That is the things that you need to do. And that is what it takes to get involved in all these activities and have all the benefits related to. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and I've heard that way too many times where if you're passionate about what you do, you won't be working a day in your life, right? Arnulfo, do you have any suggestions for the up and coming generation of cybersecurity leaders on how to get involved? And do you have any advice for them? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I will say a couple of them. The first one is the one that I consider the most important one is to work professional networking. Throughout my professional career, this is what it helped me the most. In fact, I have always commented to all the people that I always said that all the people that I had the pleasure of hiring, you know, to work for in, in a team where I where I am leading, all of them had one particular one. And you will ask yourself, which is that characteristic that Arnulfo is saying? You can say things about the attitude, the, the attitude and things related to their technical skills and, you know, to know the things about the profile that I am looking, but I'm not referring to that kind of things. I'm referring to one particular characteristic that all those people had. And that characteristic is that someone knew them. Someone recommended that people to me. You know, those persons and, and uh, some, some people recommended all these persons for me. And the thing that is most use it all uh, i will say that one of the things that you can do to be recognized and and that you have a lot of connection and because of that a lot of people can talk about you or can recommend you for another jobs is to be in a spotlight that the one that isaka gave us to us you know to participate in different kind of events to lecture in some kind of events and if you do that you will get one of the of the main benefits to participate and be volunteer in, in one associations like ISACA, and it will give you a lot of opportunities in your professional career. Uh, in fact, when I am talking about networking, I said always that the important thing is not always to know everything, but to have the telephone number of the one who knows something, right? That is a very important thing that we, we need to learn and to apply in our professional careers. The other thing that I will say that is very important about it, and I will say it three times, you know, and I will say it all to myself too, because I am working hard on, on, on that one, is learn English, learn English, learn English. That is, the, that, that is one of the most important things that you have to do in your professional career, considering that we are working in, in a very dynamic profession where most of the reference material that exists are, or, or the newest one are always in English. So the least thing that we must do is at least learn English at the read level. You know, you at least need to have the, the ability to read English at least. But uh, if you get the fluency necessary to speak English, you will, you will have a lot of opportunities, not only in your country, but in the world. You know, it's one of the most universal languages that uh, that is is spoken around the globe and the other thing that i can recommend to to this new generation of professionals is to learn to explain easy things that are difficult to understand you know you have to become masters in the use of analogies 
the best way to explain. There is no better way to explain the complex things of the IT world, of the IT environment, of the abstract things that we need to, that the abstract things that are related to the, to the IT world, there is no better way to explain that that using analogies. You will be able to speak IT language to whoever doesn't speak that kind of languages. You ask me also about uh, uh, which, which recommendations can I give to the new, to the new generations to get involved in ISACA, one of the main things that I can recommend to the new generation is to identify where the chapter in your city is. There is a lot of the ISACA chapters in different cities in the world. So one of the things that I can recommend to these new generations is to approach or, or contact these uh, uh, persons that are working in these uh, ISACA chapters and that get involved in that chapter in any kind of activities as a volunteer. You know, I started my career in, in Isaka as a volunteer, uh, you know, carrying things, helping in things, you know, bringing things to uh, make some events, to help the speakers when they need something. That is where I started my career. So you and, and after that, I had the possibility to know a lot of people that give me a lot of opportunities. Then I had the opportunity to have some different positions in, in, in Isaka. After all that process where I was working in, in, as a volunteer in Isaka, helped me to get to this point where I am right now uh, presenting in this awesome podcast with you, Jocelyn. That's wonderful. And like you said, it's not always what you know, but it's who you know. So that is yeah. so that's yeah. perfect. That is a pretty word to say it. Yeah. I... Yeah, absolutely. And I want to applaud you as well for also knowing English and taking on you know, a second language. Can you share your favorite productivity hack on how you stay on top of your busy schedule? Yeah, of course. I think that it's a very basic one, but a really strong one. I have a to-do list. In this list, I have classified different pending tasks that I have. And I have three main categories. I am remembering right now. I have three main categories there. The personal things that I have to do, the things related to my work, and things related to Isaka. Uh, wow. Right now, I am realizing that I have a whole classification or a whole category for Isaka things. You know, that is the kind of the kind of passion that we as a volunteer needs to have to, you know, get involved a lot in, in a lot of our activities and have time to attend to all these important activities and that these activities help us in our professional career to know more people, to have access to uh, uh, different kinds of important information, etc. I update this list of to-do uh, activities every day. I reprioritize it uh, uh, all these uh, all these tasks uh, in the morning and even in the night. Uh, sometimes I I update this list. Uh, I work in these activities day, day by day. And one one of the key things that I have related to this list is that I have it in the cloud, so I can have access to this list uh, uh, from my computer, from a, from a tablet or from my smartphone. After I go to sleep, I can see this list and identify the things that I, uh, that I work in that day and, and maybe planning the things that I'm going to do in the next day. Uh, the other thing that, that I use a lot is that I give time to myself. You know, I have one thing in my mind that uh, uh, helps me a lot. You know, when I achieve or when I complete some important activity or task, I give myself a prize, you know? 
uh, what kind of prices Arnulfo gives to himself? You know, it can be something like eat some of my favorite food, uh, see some movie or TV show, uh, have a beer. I love, I like a lot the beers, especially the cold ones. And I like, I like a lot to play uh, video games. So I'm pretty sure, Jocelyn, that after we complete this podcast, I'm going to grab my guitar and maybe a PlayStation or maybe a beer. And you should do something similar too. Not, I don't know about the beer, <laughs> but do something. Do something because we are making this important effort. Yeah, absolutely. It's always important to reward yourself after you've been working hard. And for you to have a to-do list specifically just for Isaka, that just speaks itself on the commitment that you have for Isaka. Yeah, I just realized that. So you've been working with Isaka for quite a while. How long exactly have you been working with Isaka and what got you first involved? Yeah, yeah, I have been I have been serving in Isaka as a volunteer uh, since 50 years ago and I had had multiple roles since that time. I have served as a staff member that was my first role. I was webmaster, uh, then I became a director of one certification, CISA particularly. Uh, then I became a director of all certifications in that time. And then I had the opportunity to be the vice president of our chapter. After that, I was uh, named president of our chapter. In fact, I won one of the prizes of outstanding chapter leader in 2019. Uh, I also have participated in different committees and task forces at international level. And yeah, uh, that, 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 that can resume a lot of my career in, at ISACA. Wow, you've worn a lot of hats at ISACA. And I will say that every role is always important. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for the first part of my conversation with Arnulfo. Click the link in the description below to see part two.